Did you see us as you approached? Something cropping up in the distance? Did you think it might be an oasis? A grove of trees growing near a desert spring? We get that a lot, my brothers and sisters and I. Travelers approaching through the wilderness that surround us often mistake us for a tiny desert oasis. But then did you see that we were more than that? That we stretched across the entire horizon from north to south as far as the eye could see? Did you see that we followed some unseen curve growing along some unperceived but preordained line? And then did you guess what was going on? A river. Trees planted by a river of water. That's what we are. Trees growing along the banks of a river. Strong trees, fruitful trees, big, bold, bushy trees firmly rooted in the rich, moist bank of this great rolling river. I have been informed that you are studying trees this Lenten season. That's why I have been asked to speak with you. I am told that you are here to behold the life-giving tree of the cross on which was hung the salvation of the world and that you will do so by looking through my leafy branches past my abundant fruit. I am told that, you, that such viewing may offer you new insights, a new perspective on that important tree, the life-giving tree of the cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. And I don't doubt that that is true. But I am very different, of course, from the other trees you have been studying, from the other trees you will be studying, I hear you have been visited by the tree in the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil. I understand that you've heard from one of the proud oaks of Mamre, where the Lord met Abraham and dropped a special acorn of his own. The burning bush caught your attention, I am sure, as it had caught the attention of Moses so many years ago. You have even heard from Jonah's shady castor oil plant, which protected him, at least for a while, from the scorching Nineveh sun. You have yet to hear from short Zacchaeus, helpful sycamore, and on Monday, Thursday, you'll watch as Jesus prays beneath the ancient olive trees of Gethsemane. And on Good Friday, well, I'm sure you are more than aware of the tree you will encounter on that day. I am different, however, from all those other trees, because unlike them, I'm not connected to one particular Bible story. Rather, I am more of a picture used frequently in the Bible. In fact, I am the picture used to begin the entire book of Psalms, the hymnal of the Old Testament for the people of God. The picture is a simple one. As a child of God, you are each like, well, you're like me. You're like trees. And this is the important part. You are like trees planted by a river. That's precisely what Psalm 1 says. They are planted by the river of water. Being such a tree myself, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of an adequate water supply. This is, after all, the Holy Land, and it's a semi-arid environment. You must have noticed that as you approached, when it comes to trees like myself, this amounts to nothing more than basic agriculture. If I can stay in constant contact with a good water supply, I will grow and prosper and produce. If not, I will wither and die and perish. And the water supply for those who are the Lord's trees, according to Psalm 1, why? The very word of God, of course. Their delight is in the law of the Lord. The psalm says, using the word law, 
as it is so frequently used in the Psalms in the Old Testament sense of Torah. Torah involves not only God's directives for our living, what theologians call law with a capital L, in the specific sense, warning against taking bad advice, following bad examples, hanging around with people who are belittling God's word or making fun of it. That's law. Thou shalt not. But the concept of Torah also involves the good news, the gospel, capital G, of all that God has done in order to be our savior, our deliverer, our provider, our champion, our parent, our leader, and on and on. You remember the list. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, our mighty fortress. The word the psalmist is singing about is the word that tells that story, the great story of the God of our salvation. Those who are leafy, budding, bearing trees of the Lord are the ones, the psalmist says, who meditate on that word day and night, who find their delight in it. That is the river from which you children of God drink. It's quite a river. And the Old Testament uses that picture over and over in a number of ways. The prophet Ezekiel, chapter 47, has a vision of a great river from God that brings healing and prosperity wherever it goes. And the, the vision begins and ends with a description of the trees like me that flourish on both sides of that river everywhere it flows. Psalm 36 says, They shall drink of the river of your pleasure, for with you is the fountain of life. And the prophet Isaiah, chapter 48, offers a picture that has become, I understand, a popular hymn title. When peace, like a river, attendeth my ways. And way back in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, it is written, The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of one who hears the word of God, like palm groves that stretch far away, like gardens beside a river, like alloys that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees beside the waters. Water shall flow from his buckets, and his seed shall have abundant water. At the other end of the Bible, the last two chapters of the book of Revelation describes trees planted by the river of life. I mean, even in heaven, the picture remains big. Being planted by water is important. In Jesus' parables of the sower, remember, most of the seed that doesn't grow and produces is seed deprived of adequate water supply. It falls on the path or on the rocks or among choking thorns. Sounds terrible to a tree like me. But the seeds that grow and bear fruit on the other hand, are those who receive the word of God in good and honest hearts, just like Psalm 1 describes. And in the gospel reading for this service, you heard your Savior say, if they do this when the wood is green, that is, when there is an adequate water supply, what will happen when the wood is dry? Right then, right now, the wood is green. For the word of God is available to you in plentiful supply. That plentiful supply starts, of course, with the word of God in person. The word made flesh. Eventually that word would be hanging on a tree, crucified for your redemption, to provide you with what Jesus himself once called living waters. But look through my branches, the branches of a well-fed, well-nourished, planted by a river of water, 
Look through my branches at the tree of the cross. There on that cross, Jesus cried, I thirst, so that you might be able to lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. He thirsted that you might never have to thirst. And the results? Well, what happens when a tree never thirsts? Simply, you can tell a tree is being nourished by the river, by the life it shows and the fruit it bears. A child of God, a never-thirsting child of God, is like a healthy tree. How do I know? Well, for one thing, a tree produces leaves, and those leaves are evidence that the tree is growing and healthy. A tree looks like a tree, and a child of God looks like a child of God, the psalm says. You should be able to tell by looking. And then a tree brings forth fruit in its seasons. The psalms, the psalms go on. Again, the comparison is obvious. A tree produces results. Something comes of it. And likewise, a child of God produces fruit. There are tangible and visible results of the fact that this person has been made a child of God. You can tell a Christian is being nourished by God's word, by the life that Christian lives and the fruit that is bore. It's as basic as that. And there is more. Did you see us as you approach, something cropping up in the distance? Did you think it might be an oasis, a grove of trees growing near a desert spring? We get that a lot. Travelers approach through the wilderness that surround us often make a, mistake us for a tiny desert oasis. And then you saw the line of trees stretching far across the horizon, and you knew, you knew there was a river there. That is what you can do as well, O oh children of God, by the vibrant life of the trees. You can tell where the river is. By the vibrant life of the Christian, you can tell where the Savior is. If someone asks, where can I behold the tree? The answer might well be, start with me. This is what the word of the cross, the water of life, is able to accomplish. A tree that is planted by the river, just like me.